Welcome to the Turn Yourself On Daily podcast, which means turn on, activate and fire up the power and potential within you every single day. This week, we're looking at the three fundamentals that stop couples being close. Three powerful points that stop relationships having that spark. The three often overlooked parts of us that stop us experiencing an amazing connection. These three things are massive. Think of yourself like a battery and each day you only have so much emotional energy. Now, what we're going to go through today, these three things drain down that battery and stop us from being able to show up at our best in the relationship. The problem is though, we're so used to how we operate, we think that's normal and the opposite thought system seems arrogant. Yet even though people pretend that closeness and sex isn't important to them and become so used to not experiencing it, that sexual energy, that vibe, that spark... It isn't just about sex, the physical act. It represents where our head and where our heart is at in that moment. And if we're not close and we're not doing it, it's because we can't get there within us. Emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, we can't get there. Something is stopping us. Our battery is being drained and that energy is being depleted and being used elsewhere and not in our highest good. So we end up going to external things, thinking that anything external will help us, save us and bring us the peace that we desperately seek. Maybe that new yoga class will help us. Maybe that new diet, that new course, that new book, that person, that place or thing, anything outside of us and whilst there's nothing wrong with these things books people courses classes they can be our guide in the world we have to get these three fundamentals right first and often they are overlooked because people in general are scared to go deep asking these deep questions doing this deep work it takes bravery, it takes boldness. So let's get into today's message so you can turn your life and your relationships around now. So many couples are just functioning, just going through the motions, not close, not connected, juggling work, life, kids, careers, pandemics, you name it. The most common trait I hear from couples is if only they'd change, if only they'd do this, if only they were more like that, then I would be happy, then things would be okay, they do this or they do that and it can be focused so much on the other person, yet I've got to be totally upfront with you, you know this is my style by now, the problem isn't what the other person is doing, the problem lies within you and it's harsh, I know. Taking on that ownership is hard to almost hear. And here's why. How are you reacting? How are you showing up? 
Who are you being? What baggage are you carrying? What have you been through? What's stopping you? What is holding you back? Depending on what the other person is showing you and what their behaviours are, why is it triggering you? Why are you still there if it's so unhappy? Why are you unable to fix it? Why are you still stuck? Relationships are the fundamental of life, yet they often get worked on last. You know, so many people pay for business mentoring, for all of these other marketing coach, business coach, fitness coach, nutritionist, everything else. We pay for everything else, yet the relationships are left to the bottom of the pile. But this isn't just about our most intimate relationship. This is about our relationship to everything. We have a relationship to everything. We think we just have a relationship to our husband, our wife, our kids, our family. And we think that we have separate departments in our life. I thought this for for years, like my work was over here. My family life was over here. My dreams were over here. My hobbies were over here, my colleagues were over here, my clients were over there, and my spirituality was all over the place. And we also have a relationship to food, to drink, to the past, the present, the future. We have a relationship to sex, to money, to success, to failure. We have a relationship to everything. And how we how we behave in one area, we behave in the other area. And every relationship we have with everything and everyone is the same at the core for these two reasons, because the way we do everything, anything is the way we do everything. So I'll say that again, because I messed it up. The way we do anything is the way we do everything. So our relationship to money, our relationship to success, failure to other people, to clients, we can have the same behaviours flowing through each area. And the second reason is we are the common denominator. So if our life isn't working, the best place to start is to look by looking at ourselves. Many of the clients I work with, people that I speak to, people I interact with on social media, they have read all of the books They've done all of the courses, they know the theory. Some are even coaches themselves, or they have other coaches as well. But something isn't working for them. And from personal experience and from working with many clients now, here are the three biggest and most powerful fundamentals within ourselves that we can overlook. Or if we work on them, we never actually get to the point. There's always something missing that if we did work on the er- these areas, it would finally make that penny drop. You know, and you would just be like, oh, I get it. And everything would align, everything would start to fall into place. Whilst we're working on our career, improving our health, getting new clients, trying to attract a partner, trying for kids, wanting things on the outside to be different so then we can feel at peace and be happy and content. If these three fundamentals are not worked on first, 
then the rest is a struggle. Life feels like a battle. You know when you just wake up in the morning and you just feel meh. Somebody said to me the other day, I just feel meh. (laughs) And you know that feeling, that struggle, one where we have moments of joy and highs, brief moments of joy in between, much confusion and stress. It's almost like being in sinking sand or in treacle, in sticky treacle, wading through that treacle, trying to make things better, one foot forward, a million steps back. So if we want our relationships and life to have that spark, for us to feel sexy and alive, for a new, fresh kind of energy to awaken within us, this is how we do it. So these three fundamentals often surprise people. They expect me to tell them three strategies for either how to change the other person or three top tips that can just change things overnight. And they just don't expect what is coming. The first one is fear. A small but powerful word. What do you fear? What fears dominate your life? What fears take over the energy in your heart and your mind every day? Do you fear there'll never be enough time, resources, money, energy, ideas, space, love, clients? Do you fear failure? Do you fear success? Do you fear catching an illness? Do you fear being happy? Do you fear being lonely? Do you fear fear feeling abandoned or being abandoned? What are your fears? I've got a client now whose biggest fear is money or lack of money, not having enough. And this drains her battery. It absolutely depletes her energy every single day. Her mind is literally taken up most of the time with thoughts and fears around not having enough money and what impact that would have on her life and her family's life. And what this highlights, it isn't just the fear, like we said before, about fear of not enough money. It's fear of not enough in every area and stems back from the fear that she's not good enough, she doesn't feel good enough. Then she's not good enough, there's not enough time, there's not enough money, she's not enough. Not enoughness is... It's almost like a virus. It spreads through every, every area of our life. And we can see it represented and showing out and manifesting in one area, like like not enough money in one area. But it all starts from within. So it's all a mirror. Life is mirroring back to us all the time. People are mirroring back to us all the time. If we're aware of it, we can learn a lot quite quickly. Other people obviously fear for their health, especially with what's been going on recently. People fear death. You know, I read I read a meme during lockdown and it said, I can't believe that I would witness the day when so many people were so scared of dying that they would stop living. And that's so true. Like we fear death, we worry. We can worry over every ache and pain. We can fear that we're too old, too young, not good enough, fear abandonment, feel ridicule. 
so much fear and it isn't coming at us it can be coming at us from without but we wouldn't recognize it if we weren't already feeling it within it's like an invisible poison it depletes our energy and therefore dictates how and what is running the show within us it determines how you show up how you speak up or not how you act how you react how you enter situations, how much love you can give to other people, how much patience you've got. And most importantly, it impacts your intimacy with somebody else. Whether it's being intimate in an intimate relationship with your sex, your sex life, or whether it's allowing a friend in, or a colleague in, or a client in. Whatever operating system you're running on, you know. And if it's fear, it's only a habit. It's only the fear that's running the show and you can't give what you don't have inside of you. So if there's a block in your relationship and there's fear in your life, there's fear within you. So if there's a block in your intimate relationship and you cannot give love, it's because there's fear in the way. So if you have a heart and mind that is occupied with fear, you're not alone, by the way. Love isn't there in your insides, in your consciousness, so you almost can't feel it, so you can't give it, so you won't see it, even if it slaps you around the face. It's like we walk around with a veil over our our eyes, almost like with glasses on, where we just don't see clearly. The second fundamental that surprises people is the past, your past. Many people are carrying around their past with them wherever they go and never really fully healing it or letting it go. It's so popular these days to blame our parents Blame school, blame exes, blame the government, blame our partner, blame anybody else but us for why we are the way we are and why things have happened to us. We can blame everybody else. But the blame game isn't helping anybody. It doesn't help us to blame other people and it also doesn't help us to sit and blame ourselves constantly either. Yes, we need some awareness of what has happened in the past. We need to know. It needs to come up to the surface for healing. If it doesn't now, it will do in the future. It has to. It's a detox. We need to know what's happened and how we have learned to cope and manage, but we cannot stay there. We cannot just talk about it. The subtle blame game is very subtle because we almost don't know we're doing it. We, can, we might not be voicing these things, if only they change, if only they would stop doing this, it was their fault, they didn't do this, they didn't give me that. We might not be voicing it, but our energy and our thoughts can be creating it within inside of us. For example, because my parents didn't do this, or because they did this, because I was bullied, because I failed in the past, because somebody hurt me, because somebody told me I couldn't do something because of a school teacher, because I was let down, hurt, abandoned, 
There are so many reasons why we could blame other people. We can blame other people for us not achieving what we set out to achieve. We put that blame on somebody else. And then without looking at actually who were we being in that moment, did we fully give it our all? So there are so many reasons why we blame other people. But at the end of the day, this doesn't help us or our relationships or our life. Yes, things happen and bad things happen. Things happen that feel unfair. Like the woman who was abused by somebody who was supposed to take care of her. But sticking around with what happened and blaming somebody else is only depleting your energy now. Imagine that battery. Think of that energy, that blaming energy, however subtle it is, as draining you. Your energy that we've only got so much a day of each person is being drained on blame and fear. So you pick a number now between naught and 100. If you're 100% charged up in the morning, assuming you've had a good rest and you've had a good sleep routine and you've gone to bed and you've rested really well and you wake up in the morning and you're 100% charged, you're like a Duracell bunny ready to go. Bounce, 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 bounce. What is draining you in the day? How much fear? Give me that number. What is your number? When I did this with a client the other day, she said, I think about 70% of my energy per day goes on worry and probably 10% on blame. Oh my God, like there's 20% left to create the good. But we're not consciously aware of this and actually sitting down and thinking about it. Wow, it can be a real like, oh my God moment. Really? Taking that ownership takes balls to do that you know we've got to be strong inside to do that I know of people and I'm sure you do too everyone that we know of every client I work with every person has a history they all have fears they all have things in the past that could be keeping them down the ones who struggle are the ones who stay stuck the ones who thrive are the ones who are determined to experience change and are committed to change no matter what, which can be hard work. Change is hard, it's messy, and it comes with a hell of a lot of resistance. I know people who half commit, and I've done it myself in the past. Half commit, half sign up, half do the work, and then you wonder why things don't change. But where else in life are you only half committing? Where in life do you give a lot and you're like, yes, I'm excited and then you see breakthroughs and then you back out? Why? Potentially fear. Why? Potentially because of something in the past where you're still triggered and you go into a situation and you're scared and you back out. We can blame everybody else and everything else to avoid looking at what is going on right inside of our core. Fear and blame are the biggest energy drainers and they keep us down. Our comfort zone might be super happy at this point, but our soul is not. Now, number three is huge. So if you're not sitting down, I'd maybe sit down and grab a cup of tea. <laughs> so number three, the fundamental is self-belief. We have it or not. 
Sometimes we can have it in abundance. Sometimes we can have none of it. Self-belief is clearly evident in couples who are close and it needs rebuilding in couples who are not. Who would have thought, hey? Who would have thought that self-belief is so key? And it starts individually. Individually within each person in the relationship, which then brings the, the relationship back stronger, wiser, happier. Surely all we need to do is communicate better, have a date night once a week. Old-fashioned relationship advice is exactly that. It doesn't work, it's not powerful, it won't get you the results that you want. What we've got to do is completely 180 degrees the other way. We've got to focus on who are we being, what are we capable of, why are we even here? The world teaches us and encourages us to stay stuck in our smallness, the fears, the past that we've just been through. It almost tells us that we're one tiny wave in the ocean about to be obliterated by the rest of the ocean because we're not big enough and we're not strong enough. And on some level, if you're anything like me, you get stuck staying there. You get off staying there. It's a comfort zone. It's a perverse comfort zone. It means we don't have to shine. That responsibility that we feel, that 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 potential inside of us, it means we can ignore it for another day. But our fear slowly is dying away whilst we do that. And this impact is felt in our relationships. For example, a couple recently in their intimate relationship, the man constantly, and this happens so commonly, the man felt so constantly criticised. Nothing he does is good enough. And to be fair, <laughs> some of the things he was doing as well weren't helping him. But what was coming across from the woman in this relationship was that nothing he does was good enough. The woman kept reminding him either in words or just in her energy or in a tone of voice where he was getting things wrong. He was almost like a nuisance or an irritant to, to her. But why is that? So we can look at him and all the things that he's not doing wrong, not doing right. But what we need to look at is how is she feeling inside? Because it's a mirror. So if she is feeling that he isn't good enough, that he's an annoyance and a nuisance, if she is constantly criticising him, how likely is it that she's constantly criticising herself? You can only give what is going on on the inside. So if we're constantly criticising other people, it's because on some level, we might not even be aware of it, but we're constantly criticising ourselves. So what's got to change? On the inside, what has she been through that has shut her down, made her avoid love, why does she fear intimacy? Why does she push love away? What is that that she's bringing with her from the past? What is it that she's bringing that if she let go of, she could be liberated and it comes back down to a fear of something that happened in the past? What has she been through that has impacted her self-belief? Constant criticism of others, 
shows constant criticism of ourselves, which shows a lack of belief in ourselves. And boom, there is a cocktail of chaos. Now, is this woman the only person in that relationship that has got work to do? Absolutely not. If we were to talk about the man and what he was doing, we would see what he is giving out as a reflection of what is going on within him. Mirroring all the time, what's inside of us comes out. We almost leak it out of us, it leaks out. For example, if you're angry and you've got anger that you don't know about, it will come out somewhere in like an anger leak. You might catch your elbow on a door, you might always stub your toe and be like so annoyed. But here is the difference. We are here on this earth to be awesome, to make a difference, to give love, to change the world. We focus so much on what our purpose is, on building a business, on creating money, on doing amazing things and wondering why our business isn't working that well. We focus on anything external, other people, anything else that needs changing. We focus on the wrong place. If something externally isn't working, it's because something internally isn't working either. We've got to go deep with this. And if you're thinking, oh my God, I'm not sure I operate on fear. Like, I've done loads of work on myself. I don't think fear is running the show. I would just encourage you to check again. In any situation, check in with yourself. Who, which part of me am I responding from? From the, the loving faith part of me or the fearful, scared part of me? What is motivating me in this moment? What am I giving to somebody else? And why can I not give them love? And what if you're thinking, oh, I've worked on my past so much. I've read every book in Waterstones and other good bookshops. I've done all the courses. I know all the tools. I know all the memes. I know everything that I should be doing. But something isn't changing it's because we almost become experts in our pain instead of experts in our potential so we're so good we're so well versed at talking about our dysfunction and where we've got things from and who's done us wrong and why things aren't fair and what we've been through and we give it fancy names and we label things we get it, we get our stuff. So yes, there's a good part of that where we own it and we're aware, but we spend so much time in that part and not enough time in getting to the core of our potential, of unleashing our potential. This is where the magic is. This is where the change happens. And what if you're thinking, but you don't know what my partner's like. You don't know what he's like. You don't know what they're like. You've not seen them in action. I've seen enough couples. I've worked with enough people now to know that everybody has got their stuff. Everybody tries at some point to avoid it, but it doesn't go away. And if it's getting more painful and if it's getting more intense, you are not being abandoned. The universe has not left you. 
you are in be- you are being encouraged to grow. Relationships get hard and messy. And a lot of the time we can just want to run for the hills and go and find somebody else, thinking the grass will be greener and easier somewhere else. And whilst it might be right to leave, I always say it's not whether we should stay or leave a relationship, it's how we stay or leave. That is the key. How do we stay? How do we leave? How do we know which one to do? That is the key. It comes down to us. So as you know me by now, we always finish off these messages with a visualisation because I am all about the experience. 1% theory, 99% practice. If we want to build that self-belief muscle, we have to practice. We have to get to the root cause of what is stopping you from unleashing and unlocking your self-belief then you just watch your life and your relationships transform. So let's do this now. This is where the magic's at. And as always, do it where it's safe, where you're comfortable, where you won't be disturbed, where you just listen to my voice and just let yourself go. If you fall asleep, that's fine. You will still be, you'll be still doing it whilst you're asleep. And yes, I will see you on the other side of the visualization. So sit in somewhere where you're nice and comfy, where you won't be disturbed, either on a cushion or on a chair. And it helps to close your eyes and go within. And I want you to bring your attention onto your breath. So breathing in through your nose, feel your tummy expand, exhale, release and let go. Breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy expand, exhale, release and let go. Breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy expand, exhale, release and let go. And I want you to imagine a version of you that is walking around filled with fear. Imagine a situation, a thought, a feeling, something that makes you live in fear. Notice how you walk. Notice your body language. Notice how you feel. Maybe how you are dressed. Even what colours you are wearing. Notice the size that you feel. When we're living in fear, we can almost hunch over. We can have a tightness in our tummies. Our hearts can be closed. Imagine now folding over and almost hugging yourself. 
but instead of it being a nice hug, it feels like you're protecting yourself from the world. You feel like you could be blown over in one big wave. You feel like you could be swallowed up. You feel like jelly inside. You don't feel strong. And I want you to notice what it is that makes you play it small in life. What is your biggest fear? Notice what event, what situation, what pain you went through that still holds you back today. Notice what comes to mind and imagine how you're feeling, notice what you're feeling, notice how you're behaving, look at the results in your life and I want you to literally, if you can, shake it off. Gently shake your head, wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes shake off all of that come back to your breath breathing in through your nose exhale release and let go breathe in through your nose feel your tummy expand exhale release and let go breathe into your heart and feel it expand Exhale, release and let go. And now I want you to imagine the opposite. Even if your mind has just said to you, yes, but you don't feel the opposite, just ignore it for a moment and let's create the opposite. Imagine now that you are stood on a stage it is the most beautiful outdoor theatre. You're in Italy. It's a warm, gorgeous night. And the moon and the stars are above you. You feel a sense of unlimitation. You feel a presence, a power all around you. You feel like something good is going to happen. You stand with your feet firmly planted on the stage and you're looking out. You spread your arms wide to your sides and you look up to the sky above you. You take some deep breaths here and where you once felt weak, you start to feel a little bit stronger. Whatever you feared, 
you find yourself standing on. Put the fear underneath your feet and stand on it. And now think and feel the opposite. Feel a peace within your mind, within your heart. Feel a peace within your body, flowing through your spirit. Feel a peace within your soul. Imagine your feet are on the ground, stood on all of your fears, on all of your past. And you feel a strength within you. You feel bigger and stronger than you have ever felt. You feel good enough. Start to imagine now good things happening to you. Imagine stepping forward into this new version of you. learning from the past and taking the wisdom with you and letting the rest go. There is a place inside of you that you can reach where there is perfect peace every day, where nothing is impossible, where all of your strength where the strength of the universe, where the strength of God lives in you. All you need to do is remove the blocks and life takes off. Remove the blocks and life takes off. Remove those blocks and life takes off. And imagine now again, one more time, your feet are firmly planted on the stage, your arms are spread wide, you're looking up to the sky. And even if it's for the briefest of moments, you feel good enough, strong enough and powerful. And when you're ready, bring your attention back to your breath. Breathing in through your nose. Exhale, release and let go. Breathe in through your nose. Exhale, release and let go. Breathe in through your nose. Feel your tummy and your heart expand. Exhale, release and let go. Wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes, come back into your body, back into the room. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes.
And there you are. The three fundamentals to you, your relationships and your life transforming. Fear, know your fears, don't ignore them, don't try and hide from them, own them. Know what you've been through in the past, own it, take the good. And the third one is build massive self-belief. So I hope you have enjoyed today's message. As always, I say it every week, it's a powerful one. This work can feel really hard. We can resist it. We can make any excuse. We can do the washing. We can clean up. We can tidy up. We can even want to clean out the cat litter tray. We can want to do any other job than do the inner work. But just notice wherever you're blaming, wherever you're complaining, whatever fears are coming up, wherever the past is holding you back, you can set yourself free. You can unleash yourself, you can unlock yourself and you can have a completely different experience in your life, in your relationships and you can do it right now. Have a great week. As always, I would love to hear from you. Let me know how you get on. You can reach me on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn at Laura Jane Hand or laurajanehand.com. See you again next week. Bye.